0: Like a One, two, three, Welcome back, another episode of Mindful Mayhem. I'm your host, Cody Tucker, and as always, be sure to like and subscribe. So, here we are. Should not have worn this shirt. <laughs> I just realized that every time that, like... I mean, on account of my morbid obesity that every time like my tits roll the shirt in, it makes David Bowie look like he has fucking Down syndrome. <laughs> See? Yeah, well, <laughs> nothing I can do about it now. Oh, shit. So, uh, in news today, the little baby from... Their Nirvana Nevermind cover is suing uh, Nirvana, which I guess means he's just suing Dave Grohl and Chris Novichelic. I guess. Look, I'll be honest. Did not read a lot of the story. Uh, I am just going off of clickbaity headlines, so I may be wrong. Oh well. Uh, anyways, that little fucker is suing Dave Grohl and Chris Novichelic. Uh, for child pornography <laughs> because they showed his little baby dick on the cover and he says he wasn't paid which, I mean, his parents were paid 250 bucks, and apparently his parents were friends with Kurt Cobain so I'm guessing that that $250 just went to fucking heroin I find it hard to believe that that 250 was put into like a fucking college fund for this kid. (laughs) Oh shit. Yeah. So now he's, you know, whatever, like broke or something. And he's suing them for child pornography. Turns out like he's really just pissed off because they didn't help out with some fucking art show he was doing. (sighs) Look, what the fuck? What do they owe you? I mean, you were just on a fucking album cover. It's not that big of a deal. And this little fucker is saying what's little fucker? I mean, he's like 30 years old now, but he's saying that like uh, you know, he's had to live with this his whole life and he can't have any kind of like serious relationship because he's just remembered as the fucking baby from the Nevermind cover. Look. The only way that anyone on this planet would know that that was you is if you tell them like you were a goddamn baby. Like nobody can look at that cover. Okay. Okay. So nobody is like at a restaurant sees this fucker and is like, Oh shit. You look just like the baby from the nevermind cover. Like nobody looks like they did when they were a fucking baby. That is not how that shit works. Like, you I mean, I do, like he's only getting recognized because he's telling people he's the fucking baby. He's also posed like recreated that album cover multiple times since, you know, whatever, 1992, 91, whenever the album came out, like he's recreated it as an adult. So how fucking traumatizing could it really be? That you were on one of the most famous... Like, he's saying that it's like child pornography and that it's traumatizing. Look, if you just want to assume just because you want some money and you think you're owed money for this shit, I can kind of get you. Like, I can get behind you on that one. Like, yeah, like, give me some fucking money. Like, this is one of the most famous album covers of all time. Everybody has seen my little fucking acorn dick for the past 30 years. Like, I should get something. I can get you on that. But to say that, oh, this has been traumatizing for me. It's child pornography. No, it's not fucking child pornography. I mean, well, <laughs> I, mean, I guess it kind of is child pornography. I mean, you do see his little fucking dick. The whole <laughs> like, I mean, I'd see, I'd be kind of pissed off by that because you have to explain to people like, hey, hey, it doesn't look like that anymore. Like, don't worry. <laughs> I mean, look. Okay, so a lot of people peak in high school. See, this is what I think the problem is with this fucking dude. So most people peak like around 16 to 18. That's the skinniest you're ever going to be. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's the most carefree you probably will be, which uh, that definitely wasn't me. Uh, but, you know, I mean, most people peak, at, yeah, like their teenage years, high school. I think the problem is just that this fucker peaked at, you know, seven months. (laughs) He'll never do anything in his life that is bigger than him being on that album cover. So his peak was at like seven months. That's the problem. He's had to live up to that shit for seven months. But I'll be honest with you. I would trade places with him fucking any day. I would use that shit. To my advantage, I would be fucking insufferable if I was that baby. Like all I would do is tell people about how I was the baby and how I got thrown into a pool. Like all I would tell people. I knew Kurt Cobain. Like I would I mean, and and you know, and I don't even and well, I've said my opinion on Kurt Cobain. I think he's a fucking, you know, piece of shit smackhead that, you know, left his fucking left his daughter to be raised by Courtney Love. Okay. So uh, you know, how great of a fucking person is Kurt Cobain. But, you know, I would still use that oh my God, I'd have it I'd wear a t shirt of that um cover everywhere when people are, oh why are you wearing that t-shirt? Oh well that's I'd be like, does anything look familiar, bitch? Like, yeah, I'd, I'd it's fucking insane to me that this fucker is suing them for child pornography like it's it is child pornography you see his dick but I mean it's a baby dick I mean is it does people get do people get oh god that's gonna go down a weird rabbit hole but I mean there's nobody getting turned on by a fucking baby dick I mean honestly if you get turned on by a dick that's fucking weird anyways dicks are so fucking weird looking like I mean I've I've become you know pretty close to mine over the years. And I still look at it sometimes like, God, is this what this shit's supposed to look like? It doesn't seem right. <laughs> Probably cause I was circumcised and you know, how could you mutilate a baby? <laughs> Dude, that's, that's my favorite shit ever is the people who like don't want their kids circumcised. Cause uh, you know, it's like, Oh, you're mutilating this baby. Okay, look, yeah, I mean, that is kind of what you're doing. You're cutting, like, the skin off of a little baby's dick. Uh, But the alternative is that this kid ends up with a fucking dick that no one wants around them. (laughs) Like, Like, I mean, I know that, you know, it is natural, I guess, for a baby to have, or not a baby, but for a human being to have, like, the foreskin and all that shit. But I've heard, like, I've heard a lot of women talk about how fucking, like, traumatizing seeing an uncircumcised dick is for the first time. So, I don't know. Maybe you don't want to give your kid that fucking problem. <laughs> like, just cut the shit off. Like, I'm so glad. And then people are like, oh, well, it gets rid of some of the feeling, some of the sensitivity. Hey, look, (laughs) I'm having no problems with that. If the fucking wind hits mine at the right angle, I'll fucking like. (laughs) I'm not worried about my fucking sensitivity. I can assure you, shit's working just fine. Maybe a little too fine. (laughs) I gotta sit there and think about fucking baseball and you know my fucking old great grandmother or something. To anyways, yeah. So fuck that guy. I mean, fucking child pornography. Just because you're butt hurt, they wouldn't donate to your dumbass art show. Who the fuck gives a fuck about an art show anyways? Art shows have been fucking pointless for... I mean, unless you're goddamn Vincent Van Gogh, then who gives a shit? Like, art's fucking pointless. Well, People stare at a fucking, you know... black camera oh it's so fucking beautiful fuck off art's art's boring as shit like I'd rather I just watch a fucking I'll watch Avengers and that's my art (laughs) oh man well also in uh, in today's news so I don't know what the fuck is like why when people become famous, <clears throat> they immediately become like disgusting. But uh Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis were on um I think Dak Shepherd's podcast and they were talking about how <clears throat> how they don't bathe their kids because well I just don't see that there's a point. They don't believe in bathing their kids um unless there's like visible dirt, then they'll like wipe the dirt off. So, and then they kind of, like, made the revelation that they don't bathe. And I, like, I've heard so many of these stories from, like, celebrities and, like, famous, yeah, just, like, famous people in general who are like, oh, I don't bathe. Matthew McConaughey, Brad Pitt, these two fucks. Like, I don't know what it is about people becoming famous and thinking, like, that it's okay to not take a fucking shower. But that shit, like, as soon as... Look, I've always thought Mila Kunis was, like, hot as shit. Now, I still kind of think that. But, you know, that shit knocks you down a few pegs. Like, that's so fucking gross. Like, do you understand? Like, and maybe that's to do with them just being, like, you know, in great shape. Maybe they don't... And they don't have real jobs. So, they don't really sweat. Like... Maybe they don't need to take showers. Maybe it's part of their fucking Alex Jones pedophile Illuminati shit. (laughs) We don't take showers. We just bathe in baby blood. (laughs) Oh, my God. But, like, do you understand what would happen if I went two days without a shower? I've done it before. Uh, Not in my, like, you know, best moments. But... It gets so fucking gross. Like, my underwear smells like gasoline after, like, two days if I don't take a shower. Like, I remember one time I was just, like, you know, drinking a lot. uh, And didn't, I was like, fuck, I don't give a fuck. I don't need to take a shower. What the fuck do I need to take a shower for? And I went, like, three days without taking a shower. And I was wearing the same underwear those three days. And I remember whenever I finally, like, peeled them off. The fucking overwhelming gasoline smell that was coming from, like, my undercarriage was wild. And now, granted, Ashley Kutcher and Mila Kunis are, you know, hot, fucking skinny, in great shape. Like, you know, they probably don't fucking create. Their bodies probably don't create the obnoxious aromas that someone that's, you know. 350 plus pounds uh, creates. They probably are, you know, I mean, they could probably go months without taking a shower and still fucking smell great. I mean, I say, like, don't put that shit into the world because. Especially for fat people like I have to take a shower twice a day to keep myself from having a horrible aroma coming off of me. Like I have to take a shower in the morning, shower at night, sometimes one in the afternoon, depending on like, you know, like if I was sweating during the day, which is, you know, most days. So I don't understand like, oh, fuck, man. Celebrities are so goddamn weird. I don't know what it is about like when people start to become famous, they become fucking nuts, but I don't imagine these people were always weird. Like I can't imagine that. Like, was Tom Cruise always weird, or did he become weird because he became famous and involved in a little fuckery? Um. Like what? And Ashton Kutcher had to have been pretty normal, and Mila Kunis, damn Jackie, they had to be. You know, they were probably normal, and now they're just like, oh, we don't bathe, we don't, and we don't bathe our kids. You know, who that's causing... Fuck being in the goddamn, uh, kindergarten that their goddamn kids are in. Like, like fucking Kutcher's kids smell like shit. Like, those kids are going to be ridiculed. Like, and kids smell fucking gross. I mean, I mean, I'm not really, like, go running around smelling kids or anything. But, like, I remember at being a kid and always having a weird... Like always me smelling this way, and just other kids smelling like like battery acid or something. <laughs> I don't know. there's always some weird like battery acid um like I was going to say a water smell, but water doesn't fucking smell. I don't it's hard, it's so hard to explain it. like kids smell fucking weird, just in general. And now you have these sons of bitches that are making it even worse. I just give your kid a fucking bath. Holy shit. Like, I, how hard is that? Dude, fucking famous people are so strange. Like, like God goddamn. Like, I was watching, which, you know, hopefully I don't fucking tear up on this. But I was watching the uh Val. Documentary, the Val Kilmer documentary on Amazon. Motherfucker. Uh, so if anybody doesn't know, I'm a massive Val Kilmer fan. He's my favorite actor of all time. Uh, not really sure why, probably from The Doors. Like whenever I was in high school, I uh, went through a bit of a Jim Morrison face. Like grew my hair out, lost a lot of weight, kind of walked like him a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing to think about now, but, you know, is what it is. So, uh, yeah, and then I, like, yeah, just always became, like, a huge Val Comer fan. And this documentary comes out, and I knew, like, he had, like, had a fucking hole put in his throat and all that shit. And he kind of talks, like, uh, sort of like Daffy Duck or Donald Duck. Donald Duck. Yeah, he's, like, a bit of that, like, Donald Duck. Sort of sound (laughs) and then I watched this fucking documentary and at first I was thinking I was like okay like it's probably gonna be a little sad but I mean how bad could it really be like you know I've already known this shit (laughs) six minutes into this fucking thing and I'm bawling like a little bitch like I am fucking like I start feeling the little like tingle in my throat like "Mm, shit what is that and then fucking flood. Just, oh, my God, dude, I haven't cried like that in a long, I'm not, like, a crier. Like, I mean, I don't cry, like, when my family members die or anything. But just because I don't fucking like any of them. But, like, uh, when celebrities die, sometimes I'll cry about it. I cried, like, a little bit when Eddie Van Halen died. I mean, I was tore the fuck up when Steve Irwin died, but I was also kind of a little kid. But, um, yeah, like, I was fucking bawling. And I was like, God damn. And I was like, okay, well, there's six minutes in and that's already happened. Then two more times in this fucking thing, bawling. I was like, God damn. I felt like a little kid again, like just crying into my pillow and then having like the best sleep of my life. (laughs) Probably why I was really into Marilyn Manson. (laughs) Oh my God. But like there was one part. It didn't make me well. It, it okay. I teared up on this, but didn't cry. But like, it made me feel so fucking gross. And it is there's a part in this documentary where they're showing like a comic con, and you know everybody has in their mind like comic cons are like these things like the one in San Diego where it's like celebrities on stage, everybody's having fun, dressing up. Uh, but they really kind of show you what comic cons are really like, especially in like kind of like. Some not small cities because they're always in decently big cities, but like you know, like a Little Rock, Arkansas is about to have a fucking comic con. Why do they have one? But this is the kind of shit that, that that happens at those comic cons. It's not like the San Diego one, the like big one, but these like little small ones, and they show fucking Val Kilmer sitting in a gray room, like a solid gray fucking hall, and then there's just like you know, it looks like an office like a shitty kind of concentration campy office and Val Kilmer sitting in it with just like, I don't know who, I guess maybe a manager agent or something. And he's all fucked up. Like, and it's just a line of people with posters and shit. Just walking by going, Oh, will you sign this? Will you sign this? Will you sign this? And he's like, Oh yeah, thank you. And then like (laughs) signing the shit and these people most of them are just going to sell this shit like they're just getting autographs so that they can go sell it on you know fucking eBay, Amazon or eBay or whatever like they don't give a fuck they're not they're not real fans and like he's just sitting there and like you're just like goddamn like these like comic cons are like like he's like a fucking zoo animal like he's just sitting in this this bleak ass desk in a solid gray building like, the whole fucking thing is just solid, gray. with, like, big, like, fluorescent lighting. Like, and he's just sitting there with, like, a bandana wrapped around his neck. Just, and then he gets, like, real fucking sick and has to leave. He goes, he throws up, lays down, and then comes back out to finish doing the autographs. He's like, motherfucker. Like, dude, that shit is so disgusting. Like, I don't know. Fame is a weird fucking thing. Like, One hand, you end up like Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, smelling like fucking dirt and gasoline. And then the other hand, you end up like Val Kilmer, and you just get paraded around like a, you know, like you're a fucking sloth at a, you know, fucking zoo. It's weird. That shit is so strange. And then, like, none of them, none of them end up all right. I mean, who's the most normal, let's just say actor, just actors. Who's the most normal actor? Fucking Tom Hanks. I mean, and then you want to tell me Tom Hanks is normal. Look at his fucking kids. I mean, not all of his kids, but look at old Chet. So, you know, Tom Hanks isn't doing like, he's doing something wrong. If you end up giving birth to that shit. Which, I mean, he didn't give birth, but whatever. Like, you know, like none of them turn out all right. That shit is weird. I mean, and then you have people like Kirk Cobain that are just like, fuck this. And then, you know, open their mind up. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Well, so, going to start a uh, a new segment now called, which I don't really know what I'm, what it's called. I haven't decided yet. I probably should have decided before I started it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to call it, hey, that movie's not that bad. Fuck you. there, we- <laughs> Something like that. So, uh, basically, I'm going to take a movie that I know most people think is horrible, uh, but that I love. And then I'm going to talk about it so week one of new segment, we're going to do the first rated R movie I ever saw as a kid. Anaconda. (laughs) Okay. Now look, so, so in doing this segment, I've been like going back and rewatching these movies to kind of have it like fresh in my mind, which I've seen Anaconda at least a hundred times. At at the very least, a hundred times. I used to watch it all the time as a kid and, you know, sporadically into my uh, teens and adulthood. So, like, I'm pretty fucking familiar with the movie. One thing I realized watching it, which I watched like two days ago, is that um, when you watch, so all these other times I watched it, I watched it just like for fun, just entertainment, just like, oh, let me be entertained. Uh, One thing I realized is that if you're watching a movie like Anaconda with the mindset of like paying attention to it, you start to realize like, oh, no, like there's this movie is not. It's not that great. (laughs) Look, I'm still I still love it and I will always love this movie. I don't care. And then like I saw the IMDb rating, which was like, let me see. The IMDb rating was fucking because I was looking, at it, I was like, oh, let me, like, look at some, like, little trivia or something. Um, Kind of like, I mean, I already kind of knew most of the shit about Anaconda. Uh, let me see what the rating is on IMDb. Which is usually is pretty trustworthy. Whoo, 4.8. <laughs> okay, that's not good. Um, so, Anaconda has a 4.8 on IMDb. And then I was like, well, what the fuck? Why are there people hate this movie so much? Like, yeah, I mean, it's a dumb, it's a monster movie. Like, it's not, you know, it's not fucking Schindler's List. Uh, Although Schindler's List would have been a lot better if there were giant anacondas and Jennifer Lopez. Hmm. So, yeah, so I was like reading, like, I was like, well, let me read some of the, like, the critic reviews and shit and see, like, and I was like, oh, (laughs) there's a lot wrong with this movie that I never thought of. I never realized that um it was such a problem that the snake is screaming throughout the entire movie. Like, like, every time that they, like, shoot the snake, the snake, like, flips out of the water. It's like, like, just screaming. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't remember ever seeing a fucking David Attenborough documentary <laughs> where they show an anaconda or a python just screaming into the camera. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, never mind. So there's one problem. Um, which also fun fact, the guy who's doing the screams of the anaconda is also the guy who's been the voice of Scooby Doo forever, Frank Welker. So, fun fact. Um, and then all the reviews were shitting on John Voight, and I still, even watching this movie, like, to shit on it, kind of. I still don't understand why people are shitting on John Voight. Like, he's fucking good in this movie. And actually, all the acting is good. Except for Eric Stoltz. Fuck Eric Stoltz. I don't even know why he's in movies. Uh, I mean, he was kicked out of Back to the Future and replaced by Michael J. Fox. That should have been the end of Eric Stoltz. Um, But then, for some reason, he's in this shit. But all the other acting, like fucking Owen Wilson is in this shit. And Owen Wilson's great in it. Uh, J-Lo's, you know like, hot, so she's good in it. Uh, Ice Cube is good in it. Like, every... Uh, Carrie were whatever her name is. Like, like, everybody in this movie is good. And John Voight's fucking great. John Voight is, one, scariest shit in general. So, he's, like, the perfect person to play a villain, and people are, like, shitting on the accent. What the fuck? Like, I mean, even watching it now, I was like, dude, the accent's pretty fucking good. Like, I mean, he never... Like, I mean, he's from like Uruguay or Paraguay in the movie. I don't know what the fuck that accent sounds like, but I assume it's, you know, like most Latin American accents. And he fucking did it. So I don't get, I'll never understand the, uh the Anaconda hate that, you know, is going around. But anyways, so the movie, okay. So whenever I was going through and rewatching the movie, I didn't even realize that there was like a reason why they were there <laughs> like that. That was one thing is like they're there to film a documentary about a whole other thing. Didn't know that. I've seen this movie so many times and I thought they were there to film Anacondas. I was wrong about that. Oh, also Danny Trejo's in this movie, which I keep forgetting about that. He dies at the very beginning, but spoiler alert. Um, look, Anaconda's a fucking great movie, and I understand that. People just want to shit on things. People don't want to, like, have fun in life. <laughs> but Anaconda's fucking good. Like, when you watch it and then, like... Look, I'll be honest, The even the, like... Okay, so there was, like, this little overlap in the 90s between animatronics and, like, practical effects and CGI. The peak is, like, Jurassic Park. Like, most of the time, like, if a dinosaur is interacting with something like physical like a jeep person whatever it's an animatronic and then when the dinosaur is out like not interacting with something physical and is like you know actually you see the full body of the dinosaur it's usually CGI Jurassic Park you can still watch that shit now and the CGI is fucking amazing Um, especially the T-Rex the T-Rex part is like that CGI is incredible even now but there was, like, that little overlap in the 90s between, like, practical effects and special effects that made those movies, like, have more, like, they seemed more realistic. uh, Because it wasn't just 100% CGI. And then, like, when it, I don't know, CGI just, even now, it just, like, your brain is, like, wired to know that that's bullshit. Whereas, like, with an animatronic, like, because you can actually see that when someone's touching it. Like, there's resistance from their hand. Like, you can tell that it's, like, you know, that it's something that's physically there. So, like, animatronics still the best way to go. Anaconda actually does a pretty damn good job at mixing both. Like, similar to Jurassic Park. Like, Anaconda has, I mean, anytime you see the snake, like, full, full body, it's CGI. And then whenever it's, like, you know, coming out of the water like... Going around in the boat and all that shit, it's animatronic, and it's pretty goddamn good. I also saw that they spend a hundred thousand dollars a second on the CGI, <laughs> which is a fucking insane amount of money. So every second, it's a hundred thousand dollars. That is wild. Um, which leads me to believe that, you know, Owen Wilson got a. Big pay cut, (laughs) which he wasn't really even famous then, but still. Also, uh, it should be known that it's a pretty goddamn progressive movie. You know, everybody just is looking back at every movie and seeing like, okay, can we cancel this movie, blah, blah, blah. The two people that live are minorities, which is not common in a horror movie. Uh, (laughs) It's usually the opposite. In any other horror movie, j-lo and ice cube would have been killed before they even got on the boat like like they would have been killed by fucking like like river police or some shit like so because i was watching it now and i was like damn that is actually kind of crazy like you know ice cube would have been dead in in any other horror movie ice cube ice cube is j-lo maybe not because she is like the main person but like ice cube would have been long gone and there were times where I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, Ice Cube does die," and I was like, "Oh yeah, no, he doesn't die. It's Ice Cube and J Lo. Like, live." I was like, "Just that alone, this movie should be like re-nominated for an Oscar." <laughs> I mean, that's what they fucking look for anyway. So you might as well re-nominate fucking Anaconda just because of that. Now, granted, Eric Stoltz does live, but who gives a fuck? I mean, he this fucker. Lives, spends the entire goddamn movie in the back of the fucking boat because he swallowed a wasp. You bitch. Like, he should have been killed. Like, uh, I don't know. All I'm saying is, Anaconda's a fucking great movie. And if people want to shit on Anaconda, so be it. But, you know, it holds a place in my heart. In my childhood, adolescent heart. So... Go watch it. Illegally stream it. Do whatever you gotta do. It's a fucking great movie. And don't watch it thinking like, eh, well, it's not realistic. Of course it's not fucking realistic. It's a 90-foot anaconda purposefully attacking people. Like, yeah, how fucking realistic is it gonna be? Is Avengers realistic? Fuck no. There's nothing realistic about movies in general. Like, even movies that are based on real shit are not realistic. They change fucking everything. So, You want to, like, shit on Anaconda, oh, it's not realistic, it's not realistic. But then you'll, you know, fucking wet yourself whenever uh, a new fucking Marvel shit comes out. Like, what is realistic about there being a god of thunder? There are no gods. There is thunder, but there's no god of thunder. Like, all this shit is fake. Anaconda is is probably one of the most realistic movies ever made. Jesus. That is a sentence that no one in history has ever said (laughs) well with that that will wrap up this episode next week i will probably do this segment again because it's kind of fun but we'll see goodbye